What's up, everybody? This is Marlins in-game host, Mike B., and you're listening to Fish Across the Pond, Marlins UK podcast with Peter Pratt. Cheers from the 305. Hello and welcome to Fish Across the Pond. It's a Marlins UK podcast and this is episode 84. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and the UK goats are back in town, of course. Lead off, Lee Dobbs. How are we doing? I know, it's good as always. Good man. In the two spot, of course, Sean Barrett. How are we doing? Yeah, pretty good. Looking forward to... Another podcast with almost uh, taste opening day. Absolutely, it is. It is within touching distance, literally. Um, clean up spot as always. Rob Newell is back. How are we doing, Rob? Good. I'm flying through spring training like a Peyton Burdick oppo boppo. Whoa, that was nice, wasn't it? How, how did he get that ball out? Like, if you've seen it, you know how would that swing? Did that get out? crazy right i mean i guess we'll dive into that in a bit in a well in a few minutes but that peyton burdick oppo with a boppo <laughs> how has that gone out with a dead and ball are they using dead and balls i have no idea um but anyway guys uh this episode is already titled and it's called spring clean <laughs> and we're gonna basically just work through all of the news from the last week, the last seven days, and um, and then look ahead really to the last four games of spring and what position battles remain, what key decisions remain, how things are shaping up as we head into uh, head into opening day against the against the Rays. So, so that's the plan, guys. Um, I will let you guys ponder on a on a favorite moment from the last week, but I will quickly just rattle through some of the main headlines that that, that I've seen and we'll pick the bones out of them. Let's start with the pitching side. For me, pitching, Trevor Rogers and Sandy Alcantara have been absolute standouts this week. Trevor uh, and Sandy, both of them just lights out. Trevor even rattling a, a huge double as well with the bat. So we're starting to see these guys hitting again, if you can call it that. Trevor, you know, it looks looks dangerous. <laughs> dangerous at the plate. So that was interesting. We've seen a lot of the bullpen guys starting to get a bit more, you know, repetitions there and equally starting to follow, you know, starting to see what the pattern may look like in the leverage spots, which I think is interesting. So that's been interesting on the hitting side. Well, I've got to call it out now. We had some Duval slander ish last pod. I hit upload. It went live. And immediately he hit a home run. So, um, you know, hopefully that helps and spurs him on. But Duvall's been a nice standout. Clearly, though, on the hitting side, the main story from the week is is Jazz Chisholm and the emergence of Jazz this week. In this second base um, position battle, he's hit two home runs. And as well, the other story, just to call out, it, Rob's mentioned other, some others too, but Joe Denand as well, what a... What a week for him, including a two-run walk-off Jack versus the Mets a few days back. So what a 
you know, what a rise for him. He's come literally out of nowhere, had a huge winter, and now is 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 tearing it up in, in spring too. So I think that that probably covers the highlights. Lee Dobbs in the last week, what what have you enjoyed? What have you seen? What's impressed you the most? Uh, I'd say my highlight of the week was probably that Jazz home run on was it Sunday when he, when he came in for you know Isan mm-hmm. and he barreled that home run. I think it, it was at that moment that you know it, they they sort of flipped where where he became the came the starter. You know, yeah, you know, you know, the next week. And that, you know, you saw all like all, all like the depth charts change, and so, <laughs> so I, I think the job. I think I think he sort of won, you know, you know, won the job job there. Because Eastan, I think we said at a start of spring that yeah, you know, he would have to be you know really bad to lose to lose the job, and you know, yeah, he has been been you know that bad. <laughs> two yes. you know, two four twenty eight. You know, you know, I've got written down now down here, and you know. And even though those two two hits came, you know, you know, you know, like a while ago, so yeah, yeah. For, for me, the highlight was that that jazz, you know, like home run where where like you know he won the job. Do you know what, mate? I may have to I may have to retitle this pod already, and we're only three minutes in, but I may have to may have to be retitled to sliding doors because it truly feels like that was a sliding doors moment where. Jazz comes in for Isan and immediately hits an absolute no doubter. And you just look at it and go, Jazz, you know, like you said, instantaneously, the whole of baseball and Twitter and every depth chart just went, "Hmm, Jazz Chisholm, bumped up. Isan Diaz, yep, dropped down. Uh, He's off to to AAA whenever that gets going. Um, You're right, mate. What a moment. Let's, we'll get into it in a bit more depth, but you know, Jazz Chisholm, what a dude, what a fun player, but what tools? He just has so many tools. Defensively, we've seen a lot, but the power is absolutely insane, isn't it, from the guy? Yeah, you know, you know he's going to have, have potential to hit uh, 20 home runs in a season, you know, you know, which for a second baseman, you know, he's, he's going to be good. Yeah. yeah you know, you know like, like saying, saying he, you know, yeah, he has it all, you know, really. He really does. Great, great start, Lee. Of course, I always, you know, I can always rely on you to start off hot. Sean Barrett, over to you, buddy. What's what's been the the one bit from from the last week's uh, action that that stood out for you? Yeah, I should probably start with a couple of apologies. I, it's <laughs> probably the one leading the way on the Devol slander. Yeah, and that instant karma, absolute instant karma. You know he's hit he's hit pretty well this week, and we I think we did sort of cover it a little bit, saying you know we don't really know much about him. We might start slowly. Mm-hmm. You know it was and it was nice to see a bit of uh, offensive firepower from him, but the timing could have been a bit better for me. Um, highlights for this week for me again I was probably a little bit down on uh, Yimi last week as well, and he's followed that up with three scoreless innings, five strikeouts, mm-hmm. no runs, and I think he gave up a, a hit. So he's he's shown some of the, the the skills and his ability that he showed last year. Uh, it started off a bit slow in spring, but yep. you know it's he's he's warming up at the right time as we as we come up to opening day. Great call on Yimmy. I was the same as you. I know I 
I shared this too. I was scared. The, the hard contact, it was just repeatedly hard contact from Yimmy, and he's really reined that in this week. And, you know, we don't quite know how the bullpen's going to shape shape up, but what we know is Yimmy was in, he was in some leverage spots last year and was was excellent. And so we really need him to be in the same kind of leverage spots and just, you know, doing that thing for a whole year. So, yeah, and, you know, it's it's really interesting to see that. What so Duvall, I think, has maybe hit three home runs since the last podcast. I think maybe two, but if not, you know, he's been, you know, he's come alive, let's say, which is exciting. Um, what else we've seen as well, we've seen a couple of guys get option, like Monte Harrison's been optioned, um, down to triple A, you know, formally, and you know, a couple of the other guys, so the outfield's kind of thinning as we're going through this process, and you know, I think we knew. We've got the main five guys that we've talked about, but what we've also got is this younger batch that have stayed with the team. Bladey's still there. Burdick's there. Connor Scott was there uh, yesterday. So, you know, it's it's great to see the current vets doing what they're doing right now and starting to come alive. And Marte also, I must say, Marte's been excellent. Like, just all the way through spring, Marte's just looked ready from this first at-bat, I think. But we've got this cluster of young dudes sitting there as well, just, you know, enjoying the experience, but performing as well. I mean, how exciting is that to have these, you know, young, young guys ready to rock and roll delivering as well. Yeah, absolutely. With the, you know, with the drive to build the, the, we playing the, the minors, the team, you know, we, we're looking forward to having that come through. But a day when we drafted him, the, the idea was this is a guy that is a polished hitter. He's going to move through the ranks quickly. And, you know, he looks he looks like a good player. I mean, it's, I still think he's going to be, you know, late next year mm. or the year after, early. So I think we've still got to be a bit patient. And I think we've got the vets there at the moment to sort of cover us till that happens. Monte is probably the closest. And I think with with the potential of any of the veterans on the one-year deals being traded. If Mags just, I mean, Mags has got defence and he's got speed, but his hit tool isn't great. Mm. How long do we, how long do we put up with that? Do we see Monte come up, especially if he's hitting wherever he ends up, if it's extended spring training, if it's alternate side, triple A, wherever we send him. If he's hitting and, you know, He's going to be knocking down that door, and it's a it's, it's a pretty flimsy door at the moment. If we're looking at at the other options with yeah. um, with Brinson as well and and Mags, so it's yeah, it's exciting that we've got these options. It used to be back in the day that if the team sucked, the team sucked. That was it. Mm-hmm. Now we've got we've got this depth in the team that sh- should hopefully start coming to fru- fruition. We're going to get into the outfield a little bit later, so I'm going to put a pin in this one now because I think I'd like to open it up to the rest of the guys. So, cool. Rob Newell, what about you, buddy? What's uh, What stood out from the last week? I've really enjoyed watching some of the younger guys come through. You know, I quite like to see how our farm system's getting on. Mm-hmm. So that Peyton Burdick, Oppo Boppo we're talking about, you know, you've got to have great swing and a great hand-eye coordination to pick that one out and then get it over the fence for a home run. But it's good to see in that same game against the Cardinals, Connor Scott got a hit. 
Victor Mesa as well. Yeah. You know, Victor Victor, who has always looked a little bit dicey when he's been out there, not really looked like he should be there. <laughs> so it's really good that these guys are getting this experience and showing well. And this is one of the reasons why we're winning so many games, because you, you tend to have like a, you know, a, a pretty much a starting lineup, maybe tweaked by a few players to go through the first couple of at-bats or first three at-bats. And then you have the younger players coming in at the end because it is spring training and you obviously want to build the players up. But, you know, we take out someone like, you know, let's say a Duval or a Dickinson and you put in Blade, who in effect could be, you know, a better player than what those two are in a year or two's time. So you're bringing in really good people. And the other thing is, is the competition, which we just talked about like with Jazz and Isan Diaz as well. So I, it's been really enjoyable to watch that. The other thing is to point out was Sixto's start was, mm-hmm. you know, very solid. And it does look like that's, um, you know, put him in the rotation where we thought maybe he'll be left out for a little while and brought in, but he looked close to ready. Um, but overall, my favourite thing of the, the whole week has been that, that, that Trevor Rogers start. Was it... 14 strikes uh in yeah. 13 sorry 13 strikes and 14 pitches in that that first thing to go bang 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 to get him out it just looked fantastic so Love it. yeah uh, it's great that you know we're in a situation where we've lost urania geo not looking ready oh. we've got a gap there and somebody you know like trevor rogers has said well i'm having that place that's mine i'm in the rotation now absolutely i mean i donnie Donnie always talks about, I want the guys on attack mode. I want them to attack. And clearly that message has landed for Trevor. Like he just, like you said, Rob, he just went out and just thought, I'm having it today. I'm absolutely pumping it. And there's some great kind of footage from behind uh, behind the plate, you know, showing some of the movement and depth on some of these pitches. And the dude's just... You know, no one knew about Trevor Rogers really. We did. We saw him a bit last year, and I could see it straight away. And his numbers didn't look great because he got blown up one or two games, and that, that happens. But I think we could all see what was there. But really, the guy is, you know, he's 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 proper. It's a helium pick now. You know, he's his name is attached, and he's really rising through. People know Trevor Rogers now, and I think a lot of people are excited to see. I, I mean. <sighs> Marlins just got so much, so much talent from a pitching perspective, and they're all young. Um, so, yeah, I, great call out, Rob. That, that really and dangerous. Dang, oh, that's what I mean. When they're on attack mode, particularly that's very dangerous. If Sixto's dealing at 100 mile an hour, and Trevor's, you know, Trevor Rogers is is dealing sort of nearly 90 mile an hour changeups, then it's is just very, very difficult for the opposition to, to read those. Just let's just quickly follow up on six though. I'd, I'd like, and I'll I'll ask this to you first, Rob, and I'll go around to the guys and get their sense. What what kind of a pitcher do we think Sixto will become uh, in you know in in this season in the future? And what I mean by that is the velocity is there, right? Um, but what we haven't seen is a huge amount of Ks. Like the velocity and 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 the strikeouts at the moment aren't going hand in hand. So do we see Sixto as a high velocity, weak contact guy, or are we expecting things to, you know, mature and for him to kind of, you know, just get into that kind of higher strikeout rate in the future. What's your sense on that one? And does it matter really? Does it really matter? 
you would expect him to become more of a strikeout guy. It obviously, depends on the range of pitches, doesn't it? You know, if it, it, the the big problem normally with hundred mile an hour guys, it's just fastball, 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 because yeah. that's that's their their main weapon. Of course, Sixto's got more tools than that, and so it depends on the range of tools that he's using and how often he uses that fastball. Because the other is the range of, you know, the 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 speed between. You know, if you're doing a curveball or a change up and then there's a, there's a big drop off in, in in velocity but um i'd expect him to well we're all expecting him to be a k man because what you have in your back of your head is that oh this guy is going to be like max scherzer he's going to be like randy johnson you've got that kind of thing in your head about what this guy's going to be yeah. but maybe not and does it really matter the answer is no but i would imagine as he matures he will be more of a k's guy yeah yeah what about you uh lee on that one do you see i guess the strikeouts increasing for Sixto, or is he gonna just be a weak contact type of guy and that's and he's happy with that yeah i mean i, I think over time they, they will go up you know, slightly. As I say, because I, I didn't make a note that that he, he hadn't had a had a single strikeout yet. You know, in going spring spring training. So yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, at the end of you know, you know day, a lot of the, the like, defense is there or there as well. You know, like you know, be behind him for like the ground balls. Mm. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I would expect the K's to, to go up. You know, as he get gets older, you know, a bit bit stronger and stuff. So. So yeah, I, I think in a few few years, yeah, that they, they, they will be up. Yeah, I just get the sense, just in more like a general view of Sixto, is we know the talents there, we know the gas is there, and I the expectation then is because there's the gas, you're yeah. getting twelve strikeouts a game or something from Sixto, and we just haven't seen that. Really, yeah. we just we, we haven't seen that. And I think a lot, you know, a lot of the time when you see a top top prospect. You know, they, they, they always are, you know, like, you know, you know strikeout machines normally. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so, so, so to see him not, not striking out, you know, you know, it's, it's rare for like, you know, you're like a number one sort of, sort of, sort of pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, it made me nothing. And the reality is strikeouts, you know, and outs and out. And as, as long as he can get out, that's, that's the main thing. Um, and I, yeah, a fantasy stat, not really. <laughs> there you go. Everyone's it's it's draft season, right? Everyone's got their fantasy caps on, and yet yeah, to the listeners, for everyone that's involved in uh, in well in any drafts, but particularly uh, the Marlins uh, UK drafts that'll be going on uh, next. Well, this weekend. So depend on when you listen to this. This is recorded Tuesday, as always, of course. But yeah, we'll have a flurry of drafts depending on which league you're in. We'll look forward to. Uh, to engage with you. I'm in every league, by the way. So whatever league you're in, I will be in it um, as commissioner and I will also be uh, running a team uh, in, in each league. But I know uh, I know Lee and, uh, and Shauna uh, are in different leagues. Uh, Dan Dan's also in a different league. I don't think Rob yet has managed to bin off his, his, his dynasty league. So uh, at the moment, Rob, Rob not in. But anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, Lee. We... we you get into this K talk because we're all wearing fantasy hats and we're analyzing players through a fantasy lens. The reality is an outs and out. Sean, just one final note on Sixto. You know, I, I know you like him a lot, but you know, any mid to longer term concerns about Sixto or, you know, sky's the limit for him. Yeah, not really. Yeah. As you said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. I do think the sky is the limit. I will again say that he's behind 
he's come in, and if you if you look at the, the game he, he had uh, last time out, he's now going against hitters who are literally gnawing at the bit for opening day. They're done. They've got their swings. They've warmed up. They've seen fastballs. They're ready to start. You're seeing more guys just hacking away because they just they just want to start start the real games. You know the velocity's there, the controls there. The stuff he's at every step of the way, his stuff hasn't resulted in as much case as you'd expect. Um, but he's young, and at every level, he's been reasonably young. I think ultimately, come season's end, we'll, we'll be binning off this conversation and we'll be saying this guy is fire. I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, I'm happy to bin it at any moment. You give me the word, I'm, I'm happy to bin this conversation. So, you know, let's let's hope. I'm, I'm, I, I am. Really intrigued to see what Sixto Sanchez does this year on a full load and, you know, pitching every fifth day against teams that will see him regularly. I'm really intrigued to see the development. The tools are there, absolutely. Um, clearly, there was a couple of concerns last year when teams got a look at him second, third time round, and it didn't go as well. And so it's all about the adjustments. If he can make them, and I know he can, uh, it's going to be intriguing. But for him, if he can make those adjustments and be third, fourth starter, whatever he kind of lines up as. Trevor Rogers bringing it in as a fifth starter. I mean, I've said it already. I'll say it again. He's the best He's the best fifth starter in the league. He is. I, show me anyone. He's better. Trevor Rogers is better than them. And I, I don't even know who the fifth starters are for any other team. It doesn't matter. He's probably better than most of the fourth starters. Trevor Rogers, absolute stud. There you go. It's on the record. <laughs> right, guys. Uh, that... That was last week. We have four games, four games left. So we got an off day tomorrow, and then we've just got the final four games. So with that in mind, let's get into what's left to play for. For the guys that are battling, what are the battles? What are the decisions? And if you want to throw something out there that we haven't thought of, great, do it. But we, we can only start with second base. We have to start there. Uh, because really it's been the key battle. Lee's already touched on it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip over Lee for a sec. Sean, give me your sense on this second base battle. Are you in the same spot as Lee where it's a sliding doors moment and it's now Jazz's spot to lose? Uh, to, to come from another movie, I think I'm going down with the Titanic. <laughs> I still think Diaz. Starts. Oh, Wow the season as our second baseman. And it's not on merit. Chisholm has been better. Okay. I think I just, I'm concerned if we send him down to wherever we send him yeah. down to. There's nowhere to send him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a case of he's proven himself in AAA. And we, I just, I just worry that with everything that's coming through, we've got, you know, Nunez, we've got multiple middle infielders, working their way through the system. And if we if we not give up on Isan, but essentially that's what we're doing if we send him down and don't give him this opportunity just because of a bad spring, then is, is that is it's basically saying that's a lost cause. I think I think we have to do what we've done with Brinson and give him every opportunity. I'm not the biggest proponent for Brinson, but we've given whoa, him... Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's that mute button again? Bloody hell. <laughs> I, I will say Brinson does lead the team in runs. 
Well, there is that. Which, was, which is something that surprised me. But no, I'm just concerned. We've got to give East Ham a chance. I, I don't think a bad spring is, is enough reason to, to, to bin him down and, and be done with him. Tricky one. Uh, before I give, uh, give my view, Rob, what about you? Where are you sitting on this one now? Mm. The, the only thing about when you look through he's on stats is he has had six walks. So if you're off form with the bat and you're getting walks, that's no bad thing. Um, you'd rather be on base than, than you know, striking out. But it is concerning his, his performance with the bat. In the field looks absolutely fine yeah. and looks really good. Uh, and between sort of Jazz and Esau on the field, they're both elite fielders. So it is difficult. But if you're going to go purely on form, then it is going with Jazz. Sean's right. There's no real need to put Esau down unless... He's so off form with the bat, you, you feel like he needs more time. But when we talk about him going down to AAA, it's not as simple as that. It's actually going down to the alternative site or the alternate site until AAA <laughs> properly starts up again in, in, in May. So you've got a month of simulated games. Yeah. You've got to wonder how, how useful that may be or not. Um, it'd be useful for someone like Gio Gonzalez who needs more practice, obviously, to warm back up to, to hopefully get back. He to looked himself. a little bit rusty, right? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was. You could see the rust flailing off his arm in every pitch. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, uh, yeah. That is that going to really help Eason? I don't know. So I've I've danced around it because I don't really know what the answer is. But if you're going on form, it's going to be Jazz. Lee Dobbs will not dance around it. Lee, just remind us of your view on this one. You know, you know. For me now, it's jazz. Is like I say. I, I mean, he hasn't had a you know, an amazing spring, really. I suppose himself. I mean, he's hitting what two fifty? Is it two fifty so on the nose? Exactly yeah. two fifty. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's okay, but it's, but it's not real. I think if, if Esan had hit even you know about one you know one fifty ish, then then I'd I'd say yeah, you know, it might still be his. It's just been so so bad recently. And he, I mean. We could give him say yes, he's given time, but he, I mean, he was bad last year. I mean, yes, we we you know like you know you know forgive that that really you know on the whole, but he didn't look look all that good in 2019 either. No. Again, he was young, but like, so I mean, yes, he he, he hasn't had much time yet, but like I so I think yeah maybe him 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 just starting down you know, you know might be be for the best because I mean his confidence you know is gone you know at the plate. So I mean it is tough because you know as Sean you know you know he said we don't want him you know you know, you know, you know, like down down doing nothing but I said we've been here with Brinson as well you know mm -hmm. it's, it's the same same situation and what um, and what what we now four years in and we still don't, don't you know like don't know it don't know Brinson yet <laughs> so I mean in four years time you know are we still going still going to be be doing this again like you know Eastan so there's there has to be a time where where we just have to go go like you know you know like best players. Well, it's an interesting point, mate. So I've been dwelling on this one the last couple of hours, just thinking about it. Here's what we know. We know that Jazz is is hitting better than than Isan. No debate. Um, defensively, Jazz is a better defender. Like I know Isan has taken a leap, which is good to see, but. Jazz is a better defender. Here's the other thing, though. Jazz also plays shortstop very well. 
Miggy Rowe is 32 now, just turned 32. It's not old. I'm 37 and I feel young. <laughs> but, you know, listen, Miggy, Miggy's going to need days off as well. And for me, when I think about this now, actually, like logically, who, who would be the best fit? It's jazz. Like it truly is because it gives you the versatility. I don't think Isan plays anywhere else. I mean, he probably can, but I don't think I've seen Isan play any other position. Has, any, has he played anything else? Have we seen him do anything else? No. Guys are shaking their heads. No. So jazz gives you the, the versatility. He also is the hotter hitter. And he's the better defender. He also was a, he's a blue chip prospect that we traded away Gallon for. The Marlins want to come in and they want to do stuff straight away in this season. You know, this is not a development, a developmental season for the Marlins. Like it isn't. They're going in, going, we made the playoffs, we want to do the same. So I don't think they're making decisions based on, hey, it's this guy's turn. For me, Isan hasn't done it. Jazz has to a point. He's got the position versatility for me. I think Jazz is this is a clear decision. Like I, I don't think Isan's even in the running here, unfortunately, right now. I, that's just a logical approach. There may be other factors in play, though. When you think of has Isan got anything to prove, some of the mental aspects, the confidence, all that type of stuff. I guess, but you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm just not really seeing any other opportunity other than 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 Jazz taking this spot. Right now, I say that you know, if if we want to win now, then it then it should be Jazz. There or, we go. You know, or are we 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 plan for like twenty twenty three still? Well, I don't think. Listen, that's not the way Jeter rolls. He doesn't set teams up with that mentality. The boys are out there trying to win uh, right now. Here we go, though. Twitter always knows. For me, Twitter always knows best. I put a poll out. Yes, a poll. Four options of who we think will start opening day at second base. Isan Jazz, of course. John Birdie. We shouldn't forget about John Birdie. He's hitting 350 in spring, John Birdie. So let's not rule John Birdie out um, to start there. You know, it may be that JB starts sec at second base and Jazz kind of flicks between the two and becomes the util in the, in the middle infield. But you've got Isan Jazz, Birdie. And I threw Aguilar in there just because, well, there's no DH and need the bat in the lineup. Can you get Aggie in at second base? Probably not. But anyway, uh, he got 8% of the vote, by the way, Aguilar. So <laughs> anyway, it was an absolute romp from Jazz, 57% of the vote, over 200 votes. Um, so over 100 people, uh, significantly over 100 people thought it was, it was Jazz was the most likely, which I think is probably what we're... I don't know. I think we're probably split as well, I guess. No, I think we're three to one, are we? Rob's Rob's jazz. I'm jazz. Lee's jazz. Sean's Isan, the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm well aware that that's the circumstance. I think, as you said earlier, the the general opinion has swayed this week uh, across, yeah. across everybody on Twitter, everywhere I've, I've read and and listened to and said, you know, this is now Chisholm's job. I just. I, I don't know. I just still think that we need to give give him this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's tough for those players that have, you know, taken it as far as they can take it in the minors. They need to be given a full go. At the same time, though, like the environment's changed. Like the Marlins have changed since 2019. 
this is a different type of team now uh, from what it was then. And I'm, I'm not convinced there's room for any passengers right now, just because you, you hit 30 home runs and triple a in, in, in 2019, like it would, would truly, we're a different team. And so the dude needs to, we said it before he, they need to, you know, it's a battle. It should be. Well, the interesting bit though, guys is if Isan gets the role after what we've seen, like, what does that actually say? Like Rob, what does that actually say? If we look, you know, we strip it back, this should be Jazz's job on merit. And then if Isan gets the starting spot, I'm not sure what that says to anyone, right? It says that the the risk is it says that we're still a development side and we've looked (laughs) everywhere else and, you know, like today, like Lindor looked incredible, didn't it? And it depends if you want to be intimidated by teams of that and think, oh, actually, no, we need another year. No, no, you've got to go for it. You've got to put in your best players. Now, there has to be some thought. If that's the case, then you wouldn't be starting maybe Duval, who, although he's really, really warmed up this week, obviously needed a bit more time. So there are other factors in there. Could be working on different you know, stances and bits and pieces, a bit like pictures, isn't it? Sometimes they'll have a bit of a nightmare because they're trying something different in spring training. But otherwise, when it comes to that, it's clear that Eson and Jazz are going full out to try and win that position. And, and Jazz is just beating him to it. So the, what you need is the best start possible because if you fall behind, it's going to be harder this year than ever to try and catch up again when you've got pretty much every single team in the NLA East has strengthened. Absolutely. Okay, guys, let's, let's go a little bit wider on the, on the offensive side and some of the other areas. Let, let me just rattle through where we're up to quick status update on, on where the hitters are. For me, really, there's outside of Eastland, really, there's no concerns. Like everyone of the starters has been hitting. So, Marte, 324, Birdie, 350, I mentioned. Aggies, 281, Dunand, included in it, 250. Cooper Loop, 387 for the Cooper Loop, leading the way. BA, 278, Duval, 216, but we expect that. Homers and 220 is exactly what Duval's going to be. Like, it's obvious. Jazz, 250, Miggy, 250. You know, the starters are, are ready to rock and roll, and they've looked good. I think all the way through, I've missed out Dickerson there. Now uh, Dickerson's hitting over 302. Brinson, what's Brinson doing? About two. 240 at the moment. Yeah, low two foot twos. Yeah. And what's Max doing? This so this is this is where I want to get into, guys, now is let's you know, outside of those the, the second base guys, it, you know, is well, let me throw this out there. Is there an opportunity? Is there any way that Joe Denan could make this make this roster? You know, he's had a he's had a hot spring, he's had a hot winter. Um, Lee Dobbs, is there any way that Joe Denan makes this? Uh, I'd say unlikely. I, I just don't have where we'd fit him. If you're going to go with Mags and Brinson, you know, in there, so I'd say we'd have to either get rid of both, you know, both of them. Yeah, with which I mean, I mean it's tough. I, yeah, I, I don't think I, I can't see a way that no, no, you know, yeah, he makes the, the, the squad coming out of spring. Is anyone? Not really. No, I think. Uh, Donnie said earlier in the week 
the guy looks like a, a major league baseball player. And he, and he has shown that this week. I just think the timing's not right for him. It's no. it's a case of we've got guys that are already, you know, it's play them or lose them. And and we can we can, you know, a hot spring is a hot spring. Let's let's see what he can actually do over a longer period in the minors. Yep. Fair point. I, I mean it, it's a real wild card shot, right? Um, but you know, let's you know what what is an opportunity there is if they look at the outfield and they go, do you know what? We know we've got coverage from BA. We know BA can play right field at a real high level. Um, we know Denand could then come in and spot him at third. Um, you know, let's it's possible. It's possible, but you know, like you said, it's if you bring up Denand from nowhere, you pretty much either have to do well, you you probably are DFAing mags, probably, or maybe you're sending down Brinson. Well, let's get into the outfit. I mean, how are we seeing this? Rob, how are we seeing this now? Really, Brintz, Mags, are both of them on this opening day roster? And if they aren't, who isn't? Uh, so you've got your, your set three. Yeah. And because you need, obviously, quite a bit of rotation out there in the outfield, then if you just took the outfield as outfield, you'd think, oh, you need both Sierra and, and Brinson. However, you've got the whole... DH non-DH situation with Garrett Cooper and Jesus Aguilar mm-hmm. so you want to play both because they're both hot bats so if that's the case then surely Cooper's going to be spending more time in the outfield so that's where the, the where it's I think one of them's going to go I don't think Magnus Sierra will be on the roster I think he'll be the one really wow um, to keep the space there for, for Garrett Cooper now the the, the tools that Magnus Sierra has um, always has been about his pace, um, and his bat did heat up a bit. But it's it's a it's a small sample size, and um, you know when it comes down to it, a couple of let's say a couple of years, it could be mid September when you're thinking about bringing up like Harrison Bladey. There, there's there's plenty of them that the, the train's keeping on coming. Is is Sierra really your option for the long term? I think he's the one who's cut. But you're, you're right on the whole Dunan situation because there's always been a bit of a surprise at the end of the Marlins. You remember when Dan Straley got cut right mm. at the end? Yeah. You know, they, 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 kept, they have tended to do stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened, but I do think um, he would spend time at AAA first. Yeah. Uh, I don't personally think that Dunan will make it. I was just throwing it out there that it's an option, right? You know, it's just about... Because there's no DH at the moment, and we'll get into that in a sec as well, actually, but, you know, there isn't. So you need guys that have versatility. Like, that's just what you need in in the NL roster is guys that can play multiple positions. That's what the Marlins have liked. And, you know, Brian Anderson offers that, clearly. I'm not sure if Denan does, but, I mean, (laughs) if he wanted him to carry his bat, BA can move around, but... I guess what we're going to end up with here is three people playing right field, seemingly. <laughs> you have BA out there to get Denand in at third base. Then you got Coop in there and you got Duval. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, Lee, what about you on Mags, Brintz, both making it? Or uh, Yeah, I think I side with Rob that. I mean, if one goes, then it will be Mags, I think. And yeah, I, I think there's quite a good shot of that. He won't make the team. Wow. It'd be another player that 
I mean, we had this, I had this, this discussion a minute ago with, with like Isan. If we're, if we're getting Sierra, we're basically just carrying his back, you know, again. And, and it's another spot that's not filled up. I mean, yes, he's got pace, you know, you know, you know and he's good, you know, in the field. But I mean, if we are, if we have Isan and Mags, you know, playing, I mean, the, the you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the lineup shrunk down. Oh boy. Um, Sounds yeah. like a Sunday lineup in uh, yeah. 2018. That one. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I think he will be cut. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow! I I wasn't expecting this, but Sean, what about you? Is Mags is Mags a real candidate here for you? He, he is. I'm going to be on the island on my own again, <laughs> and and for one reason only, and that's defense. Marte is a fantastic centre fielder, mm-hmm. and Mags is the only other player on the 26-man roster that I would even want to see play in centre field. I mean, Dickerson, Duvall, their corner, their corner outfielders at best. Same I mean, that's, it's a stretch. It, yeah, I mean, stretch. they're, they're pretty much say, DHs almost now, aren't they? Yeah, I don't want to see BA out at right field anymore. He's a third base only. He Don't get me wrong, he's fantastic in right. but. He's he's the he's a middle of the lineup bat that we need to you know. Cooper Loop, yeah, with Cooper Loop out there. Coop's, Coop's a good right fielder, but yeah, at centre field, no, thank you. Mags, Brins do house, Can Brins do it? He's played a little bit of centre field, but where, what we're we talking about a bat here as well. It's not like Brinson is is going to be tearing the cover off the ball any more than Mags. Mags, Mags is a centre fielder. He's a speedster. He absolutely has some value on a major league lineup. I'd like to see him hit a little bit better. Hmm. And he's our only option. It's a shame that he's he's probably not a major league player, but we we don't have much option at centre field. Monte in June, July, hopefully comes up, and then we can. We can have that conversation then. I think, you know, Mags and Monte at this moment in their careers, like offer very similar production at the major league level, don't they? You like the defense, defensively, they're good. On the bases, they're good. Monte, I think, is a better base runner than than Mags personally. And, uh, you know, clearly Monte's got more power upside, but they've both got contact issues clearly uh, right now. And I think I'd like to see, well, the Marlins have already showed their hand with Monte. He's already officially been optioned to triple a. So, you know, clearly the strikeout was a problem last year. Um, and we want to, you know, let him go and develop away from, you know, the big league lights. I mean, he, he can come in, in, you know, as that kind of role player, but you know, we want him progressing on the hitting side, I think, rather than just there as, as a, you know, a defensive replacement and a, a base runner. Um, so, oh, it's, it's an intriguing one, isn't it? I mean, I thought this, this roster was like locked down like a few weeks ago on this pod. I was just, I had the 26 nailed. When I look at it now, I don't know who's in the bullpen. You know, I don't know how many were carrying the bullpen. Are we got eight? Are we got nine? We've got two Rule 5 guys, so that kind of really adds complexity to this because, for me, I'm not convinced that Campbell has really shown a lot early. Um, he's given, he's had a couple of bad outings, so but he's one of the Rule 5 guys. 
Pops looked nice, but he's working himself back from from injuries. Um, Detweil has not looked great either. You know, some of the other guys have looked fine, but the bullpen still a lot of question marks. I don't know what we're going to do. Eight, nine. Can you carry five starters, four starters to kind of get going and then just see how it goes? Like there's actually loads of decisions that need to be made. How many bullpens and who? How many starters and who? I think we know. Like it's basically down to is Sixto going to be on there to start or not? Do they need him? How many outfielders? Five, four? Who's playing middle infield? You know, is does Jazz is Jazz going to be able to cover Miggy at, at short? First base, we know where we're at. Catcher, do we know where we're at? Is Wallach backing him up? Is that the plan? 100%? Yeah. Has to be, right? Okay. So we know catcher. <laughs> We've got catcher nailed down. You know, if there was to be one, and maybe there isn't one, but if there was to be one surprise guy making this roster right now, who, who could that be? Yeah, I don't know. I guess the silence says we're, you know, we're probably not expecting too many surprises. I guess we've we've kind of got into Denand, right? And you know, really, well, what about uh, what about Bendermania? Yeah, you know, I was going to say yeah. But that's think, probably the other one, isn't it? I think Bender's been the most consistent of the of the non twenty six man rostered expectation guys. Yeah, and um, as you said, Detweiler has struggled. Now, Detwell is a longer a longer reliever than Bender, but early in the season, you know, it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's Bender's maybe, Bender's the one, isn't it? He's it's on the, the bubble. Yeah, sorry, it was the setup guy issue we were talking about last week, and yeah. ended up basically going through the entire number of relievers <laughs> because it was a bit difficult to work out who. You would try to think about well, who's been consistent enough to be that setup guy, and you were getting to people like Flyer, who rather were having a spot situation rather than a, you know, uh, against lefties or whatever. So it was, uh, but Bender looks and, and Yimmy's improved, and they look like the two who are that would be the real ideal setup guys, you know, you know, pace direct, you know, get it through that eighth inning or whatever. The pr- the problem is for you feel you feel almost trapped you feel trapped because of the two rule five guys where you feel compelled to keep them because you've obviously seen something you like to draft them right and to take them and to pay whatever the the low value fee is but you know every every dollar counts for the marlins so um you know you 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 feel almost compelled to use them uh at least to start but going back to the discussion we've had about Jazz and Isan. Bender's been our best reliever in spring, I think. I, I'm well. He's he's got a zero ERA. He had a couple of walks today and was a little. He wasn't as like on it today, but still came out. You know, no earned runs. So he's still sitting at no earned runs the whole of spring. He's got gas. We've talked before about trying to find a hard throwing leverage reliever. All of a sudden. Bender is slapping you in the face. I mean, uh, probably should have rephrased that, but <laughs> but he's there. You can use him. Are we going to use him though? Like, can we use him? I think we're trapped by the other rosters. You know, the other guys we've paid and the rule fives. 
I feel like we're going to be trapped in a way that we go, actually, we're just not going to, we can't carry him. I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if both Rule 5 players make, you know, make it. Really? Yeah. If both Pop and Cam are on there, I'll, I'll, I would be, be surprised. Really? Who's the one you think would go then of, of or not uh, make it? Campbell, I think, would go. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean we're saying the back. I mean, if we, we really, really, really like to, then we, then we can, can trade, you know, trade, trade for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I don't know if, if there's a rule to say you can't trade with someone you've said. I mean, you know, I guess there, there isn't. So, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's just you got to return them, I mean, return I them back to their club. It would take much to. You know, you like to get him if they if they really like him. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's an interesting, uh, interesting thread or something to think of there. Yeah, it, I liked what I saw with Pop. I, I haven't seen much of either of them. I mean, we haven't seen much of the Marlins in general. I think, which is half the problem here. We're kind of you know we're looking at box scores, we're hearing the radio, but clearly, you know, we make our own assessments with our eyes, right? You know, looking at oh, this guy had, you know, zero earned you know, earn runs today. It doesn't really mean anything. Like, you, you, can't, you can't see what they're throwing like. So, so it's hard. What about you, Sean? The, the Rule 5 guys, both of them make it? None of them make it? I think, um, as Lee said, Pop's got more of a chance than Campbell on, on what he's shown, not just the surface stats, but also, you know, the the velocity and the actual, but we haven't seen much of him, but what we have seen of, of him is, you know, he looks like a talented guy. He does. I think, I do think Bender makes a team. I just, you do? I do. Uh, I just don't see, see how you can and look at the stuff. It's not the, like you said, he struggled with a couple of walks today, but otherwise he's pitched fantastically this year. That, that stuff, that, that velocity, when you're talking about coming out of the pen and throwing night seven, and then you've got guys in the bullpen that are, you know, they're throwing from different angles. And that's what you want. You want to keep the hitters off, off balance. You want to be showing them different stuff. And he is one of the few relievers that we've got that has got that, that velocity. Yeah. Okay. All right. Quick round the horn here. Bender makes the roster yes or no. Sean, you were a yes, right? Yeah. Rob Newell? Yes. Wow. Lee Dobbs? Yes. Oh, my days. Wow. I didn't think we'd get there, but there we go. I mean, he's been the best reliever. He's got a, he's got a start. The other, guy, the other guys can be sent down for now if we want. Why not try him? He's, he's hot. I mean, wow. I hope he does. I mean, yeah, let's, let's see. Okay. Same vein. Mag Sierra on the roster for opening day. Yes or no? Sean Barrett? Yeah, I'm on an island on my own. Yeah, you're on late. I'm saying uh, it's, it's tough, but yeah, I, I still lean with no. Yeah, Rob. No. Oh boy, Lewis Brinson on the roster, opening day. Sean Barrett. No, I think I think Coop can cover Whitefield. I think. By sending him down, he's got the option that gives us another arm in the pen. Wow, Lee Dobbs, Lewis Brinson. I say yes. If Sierra's gone, then then yes, he he will make it. No, I, I just fed up of sending him down again. We've seen him in, in the minors thousands of times now. I mean, <laughs> we, 
No, because we had this same debate where he, where he does well in the minors, then he comes up and struggles again. I think the top we have to see now. You know, if it doesn't work 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 now, then that's it. Yeah. But he, yeah, he he will be I'll be on the team. I think. Oof. Rob Newell, Lewis Brinson. Yes, I do think so. Remember, all of this conversation does depend on that there is no injuries. Of course, if that happens, then the whole conversation is completely different. Okay, another game changer, just to round us off, I think, pretty much for for this one, guys. Um, What we have seen this week is further further, uh, information from Donny, not information, but uh, opinion around the DH and how basically it's just stupid that there is no DH. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, Trevor Rogers, you know, I tip my cap to you, buddy. I hope you're listening. Great double. But, you know, Sandy, I love Sandy's technique. He has just left the bat on the shoulder. He hasn't even moved the bat off his shoulder because why bother? (laughs) Why bother in spring? You know, and Donnie's calling it out. It's just stupid that there's no DH. So here's the wrinkle. Zach Gallon. Marlin's old boy, albeit relatively brief, um, has a strained something. Uh, I don't know, a back muscle, an arm muscle, something swinging about yesterday. I don't know the prognosis. We'll see what that looks like. But it, it's something like that where a high-profile high pitcher in the next four or five days hurts himself swinging a bat, if indeed there is, and could that spark a chain reaction where the players just go, holy shit, what are we doing? We're being absolute dickheads here. Um, let's just get a deal done last minute, right before opening day. I, for me, I, going through the whole of this spring and there was all this negotiation going on, I always felt they'd get a deal done right before, like they did last time, because it makes too much sense. Like it truly does. It makes too much sense for it not to happen and the players talking about leverage for future negotiations around a DH. Next time around, there is no leverage. doesn't matter. Leverage has disappeared anyway. And so for me, they should do the right thing and make it happen. That's my view. And I think it's the players that have shafted this one. The owners have already put it out there. They want it. Really, it's the players have blocked it because they're, you know, because the owners want to get an extra expanded postseason. But anyway, enough of my preamble. Rob Newell. DH this year at some point, whether it's opening day or during the season, do we have a DH that's implemented at some point? I really wish I, I'm going to say yes because I want it to happen. Yeah, see, everyone so wants yes, it. Yes, it's it's going it's going to happen this week. And wow. Gallon, who, who you know was always one of my favourite player, going through Nola and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he still is one of my favourite pitchers. I, I, he's like the outside of the Cy Young and all the rest of it. But, you know, to see him, it's a forearm injury he got. And to see him do it in that is just utterly ridiculous. And I think history has changed a bit. If we didn't have last year, and it would have been more difficult because there's always been, there's never been a DH. So it was gonna, now we've seen it happen and we saw how good it was last year. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the... I can't see it going to, and I really hope that if there's any good coming out of Gallon's injury, it is that this week the DH is there. Sean Barrett, what's your view on the DH at some point in 2021? I don't think we see it this year. 
I think it is too late. Um, I think next year after the collective bargaining, we we do see it, and that's and that's the future of baseball now. I used to always be the guy that said I like the NL being different to the AL. I like pitchers hitting. I like you love strategy. being on an island. I've I worked out. Really you love islands. Lonely. I'm really feeling lonely today. Um, you spoke about uh, Alcantara, free pitches, free strikes. Didn't even have the bat leave his, his shoulders, and I think that was purposeful. Mm. But I think it was over the, his next inning or the inning after. He threw nine pitches to a pitch uh, to a pitcher. And that's why he only went four and two thirds. I think, you know, if, if we see a, a, a strikeout in three pitches or a ground ball early, then he probably finishes the inning. I think there is still some intrigue in me in the idea of having pitches hit. Mm-hmm. However, as Rob said, if we hadn't tried it last year, I would be saying right now, absolutely no way I want to keep pitches hitting. But because I did see it last year, and I did see the way it changed baseball. I don't watch a lot of AL baseball because I watch the Marlins mostly. Yeah, me too. I, I did genuinely enjoy the difference. And so I think from 2020, whatever year we're in now, 2022 next year, I think we see the DH in the air now. Okay, but not this year. Not this year. Okay. Lee Dobbs, normally the leadoff spot, but I will let you round this one off, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't think we will see it this year. So I, I just think it's too late. And if and if they start the start of the season, then I don't I don't really want them to bring it in, in, in the middle either. Because I think that that'd just be silly to change you know, to change change the rules in, in the middle of a season. But I I too too though, you know, you know, you know, like Sean, where I always wanted, you know, you know the pitchers, you know, you know, to, to hit because it feels that you know, it it was always like you know, like that. So yeah, they're, 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 so I, I I am very similar to that you know I, I do still like to see see the pitchers hit, and there is still some that mm-hmm. you, know, you know that are, are are good at it, but yeah, I, I, it is it, it will come in they say in in twenty 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 two, but yeah for this year no I, I can't see it. Okay, I think they get something done. I I think maybe even they they may not even start with it and they may tweak it. I hope they don't. I'd like you, Lee, I'd prefer for them to kind of make a call. But clearly, again, what happened last year, rules are there to be changed based on the circumstance. Um, so I I think we'll end with a with a DH. Whether we start, I'm not clear, but I think I think it's possible. And I think just because so many people want it. And I don't feel that it offers the, the future leverage that the players really think it does that will help them in the future. And so that's just my sense. I actually think we may end up with an expanded postseason too. I, I don't know. I, we'll see. But I, I, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all if, uh, if we ended up down that path. But we will see. Right, guys, we are bang out of time for this week. That is the updates from spring. That is the main position battles, some roster situations. Really great conversation, guys. Really appreciate it. We are going to be back next week. We're going to be back, of course, every Tuesday. So we're back on Tuesday. And spring would have ended. We we would have played our final spring game, and we will be looking ahead, not backwards. We're looking right ahead to opening day on the Thursday. 
and it's going to be a Citrus series to get us rolling. Citrus Bowl against the Rays. Looking forward to that one. And for next week, guys, we are going with a five-man rotation. Dan Healy will be back, and we are going to be going through full-blown predictions. The full predictions pod, including NL East and win-loss totals, you name it, World Series winners, and also some hot slash tepid takes. So that's just been ripped off from Dan's uh, Miami Heat uh, podcast that he does. So there's going to be some tepid takes. Looking forward to that one. Um, I think that's it, guys. Have I missed anything? The guys are shaking their heads. I haven't missed anything. So, uh, right, that is episode 84 in the books to Lee Dobbs, Sean Barrett, Rob Newell. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday. We'll look forward to that. And until then, guys, stay safe. And we'll be back next week. Bye.